Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Blessings and welcome to Elijah Streams. We are so excited that you can join us today. Today's show is full. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Yvonne Atiyah and I am filling in for Steve Schultz. I know that many of you, you've sent emails checking on Steve. He is doing great. Thank, thank you for your prayers and for your support. But he is currently on a getaway with his sweetheart, Doreen. Um, they are celebrating the 45th wedding anniversary. And we've got a beautiful photo to show you on their wedding day. So um, just be praying for them. They are both doing great. And they are such role models in the Lord. So we just bless you, Doreen and Steve, wherever you are and that you would be coming back safely protected in the name of Jesus. Well, today is June 19th, and I'm going to have the honor of bringing in Johnny Enlow very shortly. But before we do that, we've got a couple of clips to show you. The first one is I want to bring Paul. He's been doing the Elijah clips to update us. He's been working so hard on the channel. So let's bring on Paul to talk about Elijah clips. Hey, Paul. Hey, Yvonne. How's it going? I am doing well. Great to have you. Thank you. We are glad to have you here substituting for Steve while he's on vacation. And I'm here to talk about Elijah Clips, which is now on Rumble. For those of you who don't know, Elijah Streams has been permanently kicked off YouTube and we have no desire to go back. But we are going to keep the presence we currently have there with Elijah Clips and Elijah Fire. So you can find Elijah Clips on YouTube and Rumble. The same videos are uploaded to both platforms, so you will have the option to see everything the same as it is on either channel. And so what we're going to be doing is rolling a little tutorial to remind you guys how best to use Elijah Clips so that you can find what you're looking for. Emily, let's roll that. First of all, what you're going to want to do is go into the YouTube search bar and type Elijah Clips. You can also do this on Rumble as we are on both platforms, and the same content is featured on both. After that, you're going to want to click the Elijah Clips channel. Once you've navigated to the channel on Rumble, you're going to have to search for what you're looking for, as there is no feature for playlists or keyword searches directly from the channel at this point. However, if you're on YouTube, you have many more options available to you. If you want to go ahead and search for a specific video or a specific topic, you can use the search bar over here. What this will allow you to do is type in any keyword or phrase that you want to look for and find a video. For example, if you're curious about pets and whether or not they go to heaven and whether or not they could talk to you there, just go ahead and simply type in pets in the search bar. After you've done that, you'll see that a lot of videos have come up as a result of that keyword search. Now, if you're more into the idea of looking for a specific prophet to see all of the content we have on them and all of the words that they've given, you can go ahead and click the playlists tab. What this will allow you to do is see all of the playlists that we keep organized for you. These playlists are all of our guests that we've ever had on Elijah's Dreams, Elijah Fire, and more for you to be able to see exactly what you're looking for. For example, if you wanted to search any specific prophet, you'll click the playlist tab and scroll down until you navigate to the one you're looking for. Once you've arrived at a certain prophet that you're looking for, you'll be able to see all of the content we have for that specific prophet. 
and a nice and simple list view layout. So you can pick exactly what you want. At the end of each video, you'll notice that each video has a date. This date is the day in which the show was aired on Elijah Streams or Elijah Fire. Now, if you wanna see that clip and decide, hey, I'd really like to see the full stream of that, you can navigate to the description of that video and find the original air date as well as a link to the full show so you can't miss anything from that show if a certain clip really did intrigue you. May God bless you and we'll see you all real soon back at the clip channel. Thank you. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Well, it's much easier now to be on Rumble and to see all those amazing clips all organized and sorted. Let me tell you, this upcoming clip is a favorite. It is the highlights from our last Israel trip. Now, I was on that trip, and I'm telling you, this trip is has been life-changing. Just the moments um, that we prayed together, we believed together, prophetic declarations, it was so amazing. So let's go ahead and roll the Israel Highlights trip. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Give you praise. We're here on this mountain top to give you glory. With our hands lifted high, our eyes to the sky, we look for you to come fill this place. So we lift up. The name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus. We lift up the name of Jesus over this land. Come on, lift your voice. We lift up the name. Jesus, hey, Jesus, yeah, yeah, we lift up the name of Jesus over this land. One more time, sing it out, yes. It is time. It is time to prophesy our freedom to the nations. So, Lord, heed his prayer and fight for Israel. And we thank you, Lord, as a group representing the prophetic on the Mount of Elijah. Lift up the name of Jesus over this land. Wow. Can you feel the presence? It was so powerful. And I know that many of you, you're looking to go on to the next one. The details are not yet on the website, but it will be announced the moment everything's ready. So just look out and it's going to be amazing. The next one is even going to be bigger. So praise God for that. Well, last but not least is to go and have a look at a spot for the wells 
it is where your generous donations are going. A lot of it is going there. And let me tell you, it is changing lives and the gospel is being preached in a loving and practical way. So let's go and check out what's happening in Uganda. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water ones that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. Hey, I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water walls were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. You have impacted so many lives by donating towards the drilling of water wells. But there are still people without access to clean water. Donate today at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Praise God for what he is doing. Here's the links and here's how you can continue to give and continue to change lives in such a loving and real, real way. So we just want to say thank you for everything that you are doing. And thank you. It is reaching and changing the lives of so many people. Well, I am very excited and I do have the honor of bringing in Johnny Inler. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Hello, Johnny. Welcome to have you. Well, hello, Yvonne. Good to see you again. Thank you. Lovely. I've been following. I've just been watching your last interview with Steve on the seals. It has been mind-blowing. It has been amazing. So I am so excited. I'm going to turn it over to you and get to hear your latest intel from the Lord. Well, thank you. And first of all, just to remind, for some of you, if you just happen to fast forward to where we actually start interviewing, Steve is good. He and Doreen are celebrating their 45th 45th anniversary and so yes there was a little um whatever Mm -hmm. it was a a week ago it was Mm -hmm. it was interesting it speaks even into the topic we're talking about Yvonne that we suddenly had a storm that was not called for that started right at the time of the program and it was so intense what it did we came out uh, outside and was being shown and told and at the same time Steve was hit with something physically and 
Um, there's different things that took place that let us know, let me know. It's like, okay, we're bumping up against something in an unusual way. Absolutely. And um, we covered, uh, I think, several very important points last week that explained to us in some way. And so you could look at it, all those who didn't didn't get a chance. But yeah, I actually got um, uh, texted um, maybe an hour or so ago from Andrew Whalen, who's been, you know, had these awesome, amazing dreams. Yes. Uh, from the Lord. And um, he just said he had to tell me, he said over the last couple of several days, he's been getting um, dreams and communications from the Lord. And I, I wrote down a quote of what he said in the text. The messages Johnny has been sharing on the seven seals are some of the most important messages for our time. If mm. people will get a hold of them and seek to understand them, it would drastically affect how we see life and the world around us and give hopeful outlook to bring change. Wow. And so I know it's a little self-serving to um, say that, but many of you have learned to trust Andrew and his, his both his spirit and his, uh, you know, what the Lord speaks to him besides his dreams is amazing. But his dreams um, have, uh, to me, have been quite a pure stream that I have um, in, in my observation. So, I think it is it is very important, and just as we get into, because we're we're going to go into the sixth seal. There's seven of them today. We're going to go into the sixth seal, and we want to just lay out the uh, is kind of three or four important things that we're doing. One, I think the most important thing I wanted to be able to do is to lay out that we're not waiting for the seals to be open. They were open, so I'm saying that over and over so it's not like okay when is this shoe gonna fall and so that's part of the understanding they they, they were open they're not future um in fact the whole purpose of what he did uh what jesus did what the lamb did that was slain why they came out with a brand new song a great celebration in heaven worthy is the lamb to receive power and honor and riches etc etc we'll get to that in a second as well yeah. is something new had just taken place and so it was, uh, you know, the, the, the angel with the loud voice for hundreds, mm -hmm. if not thousands of years yes. had been proclaiming and saying out loud in the throne room, who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose the seals? And that word loose is a word that means deprive of authority. It means to eliminate, dissolve, not activate. So when you look at it, it's like, why is he activating? No, that has been what was active. Yeah. And to the degree we haven't taken our authority it still is active but it's not something we're we're dreading in the future it's something that operates with no more authority so we are called to uh, uh to take our authority as kings and priests to our god that's kind of one of the the second main point is that what he did there was something that allowed him to sing this new song in heaven and the yeah. essence of the new song the difference between the great song of revelation 4 and the new song of Revelation 5 is, and we shall reign on the earth. You have made us kings and priests to our God. So that's a point we're wanting to make over and over and over. And I'm glad it's given us, we, we will stop it once we go through the seven. But, it, but you know, that's kind of the wisdom of learning in, in elementary school as well is um, they say once you hear something, you get it, you get it right six or seven times. You, you've learned it. You know, it's like. Uh, if you get the times table once, like five times seven is 35. Uh, okay, okay move, we can move move on to, uh, you know, division. And other. No, 
you're going to keep getting it. And, and so it's a wisdom of learning that if you get something five, six, seven times, then it can be secured in your, in your longer uh, memory as yeah. well. And yeah. so also then a key part of each one of these seals as it opens, it's, it's giving us unique and really amazing insight into the battle going on on each one of these mountains. It's giving us insight sometimes into the principality, sometimes into the archangel, sometimes into the resistance, sometimes into the strategy uh, of the enemy. And it's just kind of snapshots that are uh, really amazing. And so um, that's that's the main points we want to uh, make sure everybody's picking up, picking up on this. We're really not trying to give you the, the deepest um, explanation for every dotted I cross T uh, of you know, in time eschatology and so that you have a full working knowledge of the full book of Revelation in my sure. comments. I do hear from you. You keep saying, we want that book out. You've had, because I'm sharing it, that most of the revelation is something I received in 2012. There's been things the Lord continues to add on and there was not permission given to, to release it until this time. And then there's some part that will come right on the tail end of the seventh seal I'll have to see if there's um, if he's giving a green light um, for it or not. There's sure. the right time. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm right. so glad you highlighted that because some of the questions addressed to you was actually just what you just mentioned. Were the seals open or are we are we still trying to open the seals? So I'm so glad that this is being clarified to the viewers. It has been open. Is can can you just clarify? When do you think that opening took place at the resurrection, at the crucifixion, just so that people understand that? Well, we get it from Revelation chapter 5, where I have it right in front of me. I'll just read it. Good. Uh, and sometimes scripture does the best. Sometimes yes. it's not the best explainer <laughs> of itself, but sometimes it is. <laughs> Verse 8. Again, this is John after he is invited Come, come up here, John. He's invited to heaven. So he's actually seen heaven in the throne room. And then he goes through time travel. We've explained all that probably so many times. You don't want to hear it again. But if this is your first time, go back and listen to our previous programs. But it says in verse um, uh, verse 6 of uh, Revelation chapter 5, And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain. So I explained in his time travel, John is now at the cross at Calvary, having seven horns and seven eyes. And so it then tells us that the seven eyes and the seven horns are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth, that they don't hang out in heaven. The mission's not in heaven. The mission's not just to hang up there and be a magnet for souls to come up. Yes. The assignment, the mission for the seven spirits is to see that the kingdom of God is released on earth as it is in heaven. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne. So if we go there, I saw a lamb as though it had been slain. So we know he had been slain. We can assume he's been resurrected. It's not making, I don't know that it matters uh, in precise detail if this was after, immediately after he paid the price, because that was what had to happen. What made him worthy was for him to have paid the price with his blood after having reached the age of maturity and have never never having sinned because that's uh, sure. um, that's what he himself by his own uh, by Jesus by his own self description it said um, he, he came and took the scroll and so it was understood 
that he had to have been the worthy one. And yes. when he did, I'll just keep reading the scripture. Then he came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne, the father. And now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song. And that goes into, and you have made us kings and priests our God, and we shall reign on the earth. So the, the redemption, the act of redemption, what Jesus did on the cross, and you can say subsequent resurrection, doesn't really matter. The package deal of both of them really have to work together for it. Like if he just died and didn't resurrect, it it would have uh, uh, stolen the thunder of everything and, and really the, the foundation for moving forward that he had conquered sin and death. And so from that time forward, they already began to celebrate their right. singing. And right. so, and what did they say? You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. But that word, open its seals, to dissolve it of its authority, to deprive it of its authority, especially if you connect it with all the words that are being said here across um, uh, the various verses here. So they're celebrating that. Why would they celebrate him releasing death and destruction? It's a point can make over and over if it was like, because you read it and like, they're celebrating. There's a new song. We get to reign on earth. Worthy is the lamb. Okay, death. More death, destruction, a third death. It it defies logic. That's not what he's doing. He is stopping in its tracks what has been ruling. And so that's what we've been doing seal by seal is showing how the enemy has been killing from that sphere, from that mountain. That's what he does. The enemy is here to steal, kill, and destroy. So he has a strategy to kill, steal, and destroy on every mountain. So that's what we've been discovering. Uh, every week as we go through this is what it is and what we must stop. Linda, and that's why we can't accept that was the point of even showing the John MacArthur clip from last week. I was actually praising him for being honest. <laughs> All of who actually hold this position is that their position is we lose. Yes. And not that we're kings and priests. How could you how could how could you believe and we are kings and priests if you think you lose? Whoever right. heard a king of the king and the priests of the king, the royal priesthood, losing. And so if you buy into that, then you will not finish the assignment. The assignment is once he removes their authority, we go and say, hey, get out of here. Amen. That's 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 our position. We have to be the enforcers of yes. what was legally taken care of. Yes. And that was the big, that was the impossible part, is the legal aspect where there had to be someone who was found worthy, someone who had overcome sin, someone who had never bowed to sin, someone who overcame the devil at every stop, at every temptation, at every level, and so there's victory. So then where it all led to, even that chapter five, we might as well point because this is a connection for seal number six today. Yeah. And it then begins to tell us that just zillions and zillions, and they don't even know what number to put out there. I heard around the throne, the number of those uh, of the angels was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. Like, what kind of number is that? Mm-hmm. And you read it in different languages, you can tell. They're just like innumerable zillions, billions, whatever, of angels just around the throne. And they sang with a loud voice. This was something new as well. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. That's what made him worthy. Worthy yeah. is the who was slain. So that's going in to answer your, your uh, question mm-hmm. again there, uh, Yvonne. To receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. 
And the amazing thing that I've been pointing out is that as we get into chapter six, where it begins seal by seal, they are in exact order to this description of to receive power. There's seven of them. People, if you, if we haven't, if we're saying that again for you, um, and that's fine because again, the repetition maybe will help you uh, as well to receive yeah. power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. We have had this. Uh, in our chart, I had it in the chart before I ever understood the Revelation 6 component to receive power from government, riches of the mountain of economy, wisdom, the mountain of education. Y'all see how that just makes sense? Power, right. government, riches, economy, wisdom, mountain of education, strength, mountain of family, honor, the mountain of uh, religion, yeah. worthy is the lamb. And so, and now we're on glory. The last two are glory and blessing. Glory has to do with the mountain of arts, entertainment also called the mountain of celebration. Yes. And then blessing has to do with the mountain of uh, of media, because that word blessing, eulogia, really just kind of means a good report. Yes. Uh, um, and that's what that's what that's about. So, but it's amazing that they stay in synchronicity right. as as we go through these six, and that, that is insightful um, as well. So we will now go into reading the verses that mm-hmm. relate to today. And that is Revelation chapter 6, and we're going to read verses 12 through 14. I looked, and when he had opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth, as the fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. And um, we're going to, oh no, we'll read the next verse. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. So as we can see yet again, these uh, th- this is not easy reading when you get to Revelation on any of these points. You're like, What? Uh, what part of that's literal? What part is not? Is there any part of it's literal? Is there, you know, what what does it all mean? And so we understand that we've been finding throughout that there is symbolism is is the main dynamic here. And to get symbolism right, it's really not a property of logic from, you know, left brain logic. It really there has to be instruction from the Holy Spirit, even yes. to put together the symbolism. It's one of the ways the Lord keeps. Um, will say revelation hidden for a long time. There's Daniel was even told that there are some things, hey, they're, they're not going to be revealed right now. And so there are things that are said that carry hiddenness until the right time. And even on the matters we're covering, we can tell that there's probably some more nuances to be revealed of them. We'll say on a need to know basis yes. as, as, as we're moving forward. So here's, here's the deal. I want everybody to get that picture again. The sixth seal, and again, this is what he's coming to stop. This is what has been functioning, what has been operating on the mountain of celebration of arts and entertainment. And yeah. this is what he has come to stop and to remove authority from because we are kings and priests to our God. We are called to be the enforcers. But it's so interesting, the the explanation. Uh, and we want to kind of go through uh, through, through these things. First of all, we see that the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. 
Yeah. Um, and so that's like, what? Well, I'm just <laughs> going to tell you uh, again, when I do get the book out, I'll probably go in a little uh, deeper uh, dive on these things. So it, it, if it's not real easy to under, um, mm-hmm. understand, not that it's going to be real easy to understand when you're un- when you're unpacking Revelation anyway. Yes. But if, if the sun becomes black as sackcloth of hair, the sun for this verse to me is speaking of Lucifer. Because yes. Lucifer, his name means the light, the light one, the one we know he's the one that was called to testify of the truth. Lucifer uh, is everything to do with light illumination. And yes. so it was the brightest thing. Mm. The wow. brightest thing God had created till that point was Lucifer. Yeah. And, and so and so the light bearing one goes dark. Mm. And 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 I believe where it's taking us to as well in the way that it begins to um, give us understanding is that we are thrust and taken immediately into the fall through what is described in the sixth seal. Yes. That Lucifer fell at that time. And then the next thing it tells us is that the moon became like blood. Yeah. So what's that about? Well, the moon would be humanity because humanity is designed to reflect the greater his image. We're made in his image. We carry it, reflect it. He's the king of kings. And so we're the ones that carry his light, his lordship, his royalty, and we advance that. And so humanity as the reflectors of light. And so what's this thing about, uh, well, like blood? What's the deal about like blood? Well, That's what the moon looks like in a total eclipse um, is it begins to look red like blood. They will describe that. So Lucifer fell and then man fell. We understand yeah. that there was, there was one yeah. and then the other. Lucifer falls and he becomes black. He becomes yeah. the blackened uh, light, as it were. And then he leads men to fall. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so uh, man begins to reflect the red versus mm. reflecting the light. So wow. the moon is now reflecting, humanity yeah. is now reflecting the obvious reality that there has been an eclipse, that something has blocked the light mm. between them and the true light. And so that's what's taking place. And so obviously uh, this is, uh, this is a reality we find over and over. There is a good red um, and that's the blood of Jesus. So you can't just say uh, red is a bad color at all because red is a good color, but there is a good red and there is a bad red. And the bad red is specifically representative as well on this mountain of Jezebel. So Jezebel is the principality of the mountain of arts entertainment. This is what we already have in our, in our charts um, from years before insight um, from the Lord. And again, we can't give all the explanation right now. You go to our restore7.org and go to our rise. Um, we have seven hours of a video that goes into, um, it was not just video, but it's Elizabeth and I on there. I say it's video and in the sense it's not audio. And um, we go through about an hour on each one of the mountains describing the, the principality uh, what the principality is doing, who's the archangel, what our assignment is. And it all coordinates amazingly with what we're telling you, even what, what the, the, the little insight that we're getting today from this one. So think of Jezebel and mm-hmm. Jezebel representing seduction. Yep. And, um, and so this is really 
what took place in the Garden of Eden, we know is a process of seduction. Yeah. There is, hath God said, and, and mm. Eve is, uh, you know, it's seduced through what was pl- pleasing to the eyes. She saw that it was pleasing to the eyes. And so there's a whole process of seduction. There was a, it's the serpent, it's Lucifer, but there's a Jezebelian component. At the end of the day, I don't even know if the seven principalities that we list for the seven mountains are actual seven principalities or seven alternative clones of, uh, of Lucifer um, that he then, of course, assigns a principality. It doesn't really matter. They're all in his image at this point. Yeah. Anyway, so we see, though, for the Mountain of Arts Entertainment that, you know, there is a, a very practical um, reality. If you go to Hollywood or whatever, you see red dresses, um, red carpet events, and, and, and it's not coincidental. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, red is highlighted a lot for Jezebelian effect. Yes. There's a strong uh, connection between the red and the black. Yeah. Um, so the black is Lucifer and the red is Jezebel. And so you have the black and red um, going together. And so, you know, uh, so the black is also a Jezebelian color. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to correct and say something um, to balance that just a moment for those, those of you freaking out. Does that mean I need to get rid of my black clothes, my red clothes? No, you don't. Uh, just remember the first thing I said, uh, the enemy copies and yes. distorts uh, what is good. And so he figured out he doesn't have anything original. There's no, there is no color that exists only on Lucifer's chart, on Satan's chart. He only knows how to steal. He only knows how to distort, twist. He didn't, you know, he didn't invent some other pleasure other than sex to distort. He doesn't know how to invent anything. He can only... Uh, counterfeit this, uh, and contort and distort and that's what he does with everything so he's going to take there's people afraid to use the number 33 no that's huge in the masons masonic number 33 is the age jesus uh became the redeemer of the whole world forever so where do you think why do you think they're trying to steal 33 no seven that's their number no seven is our number the rainbow is there no the rainbow is ours there's a full rainbow around the throne um, and etc. etc. Et you can't speak in tongues. The false, whatever they have, uh, they speak in tongues. No tongues are ours. The enemy is going to do a counterfeiting of okay. everything. So yes. we don't want to be um, those that are caught by that trap and then decide to eliminate everything good because Satan has managed to counterfeit it. So that's just uh, a deal. So you know, the black and red that you see in, we'll say in Hollywood, and there are times where it's mo- more evident. There's kind of the goth look, the heroin addict look, yeah. va- vampirism, the black and red. So you'll see this black and red, and you can tell by the rest of the picture, you know, there was something that Biden, he was in there as Biden, some video he did a few months ago, people were like, oh my goodness, was that not just occult? And it was red and black. Black, there's, yeah. there's just, it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. Johnny, can I just ask you, there's a lot of music festivals recently. And what's really crazy is what you're saying. A lot of the light shows that they have on stage, the the whole stage goes black. And then there's a ritual, but it's using red colors. Wouldn't that be something similar? Because it's now out on on the stage. It's not even hidden anymore. No. And yeah, I think you might be probably talking about the big uh, event that was in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, it, right. it, it opened a whole portal to the demonic and there's yeah. still people missing and questions about that, but yes. death and destruction were released. So yeah, this is, 
This is no longer hidden. This is part of what, what's taking place. So again, we happen to go to the sixth seal, which is aligned with what is supposed to be released glory on the mountain of arts and entertainment. And we find these colors highlighted red and black. Yeah. So again, there's just like his, his clues and fingerprints all, all over as to uh, what's taking place. Interesting. You know, that, that idea of, of Jezebel and the seduction, uh, we won't turn it. I'll just mention their revelation 12, four, just so y'all know about it. It talks about the red dragon that casts down a third of the stars of heaven so it's a red dragon that casts down a third of the stars of heaven and so even my understanding is that if we really want to put on a niche on what specific mountain lucifer would have been most aligned with Mm -hmm. it would have been the one of arts entertainment of celebration in that kind of way it coincides with worship and all that kind of stuff but it's really the one where glory is supposed to go to God. And, and then he actually decides, hey, I want that glory. It was about glory thieving, actually, because um, I, I want us to look at Ezekiel chapter 28. And <clears throat> this is as good a time as any to uh, look into that. Um, and this in, in uh, it's speaking of the king of Tyre, but it's clearly speaking into what took place in the fall of Lucifer. And so Ezekiel 28, and I'll just start uh, reading in verse 11, 12, um, where it begins to say, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. This goes with what I was saying. He was perfect in beauty. Arts and entertainment, celebration, the revealing of glory is really where there's supposed to be this expression of beauty uh, taking place. You were in Eden, the garden mm-hmm. of God. We know that's, yep. that's where he was. Yep. Every precious stone was your covering. Uh, the sardius, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, the jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrel and pipes was prepared for you on that day that you were created. So he was created in this kind of way to carry excellence and sound. That's why he was the worshiping archangel as well and he was designed to carry this beauty so beauty and sound and beauty and image verse 14 you were anointed you were the anointed cherub who covers i established you you were on the holy mountain of god you walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones and those fiery stones are the fiery stones of god's heart you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created so he was created perfect um however not tested and tried that's yes. why we're different. We're gold tried by fire. He was just gold, not tried by fire. And he got the first trial of fire. We won't say the first one, but whatever. He got a trial by fire that he failed till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within you and sin. Therefore, I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God. And I destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the fiery stones. Here's the key verse. For our purposes, again, even though there's key stuff and everything we just read. Yes. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Oh. So, another version, you were defiled by your own beauty. He looks in the mirror and it's like, wow, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just wonderful. You mm-hmm. corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they may gaze at you. So he's still being exposed. Part of what's being... Um, 
revealed to the world is what he's been doing, who he is, and there is an ongoing exposure of Lucifer. It's not just that Satan's bad and everybody needs to know it. It's the dastardly nature of his treason, who he was, what he was called to do, and how he violated that in seven specific areas. And so, um, uh, verse 18, you defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities, by the iniquity of your trading. Therefore, I brought fire from your midst. It devoured you, and I turned you to ashes upon the earth. So I turned you to ashes upon the earth kind of goes with that black as sackcloth of hair. And so we see this thing being described as well in detail, the fall of Lucifer and how it even connects to, again, like say to arts entertainment, the call to be a glory carrier but defiled by it. And that's uh, for those, because we want to make it practical to those who have a call and assignment on the mountain of arts entertainment, you carry this creative creativity. And this is the temptation for you. This is how it goes wrong. We were designed to carry his glory. Isaiah 60, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen on you. So it's not wrong for glory to come on us. Um, what's wrong is when we get defiled by the glory. When, when we, we become like Lucifer, we look in the mirror too long and we go, oh, my goodness. I am funny and obvious in my own way. And then we piece that with another scripture. It says, I will be like the most high. And so he has this act of treachery that takes place. It's like, I really could be God. I'm yeah. just as beautiful and lovely and it's where the created thing then loses the perspective that it's meant to have. And so that's why the way this thing works is from his throne, he releases glory. His glory is seen on us. And then we give the glory. We give you glory is supposed sure. to be. That is, you know, we often say we give you glory. And there's nothing really wrong with saying we give you glory, even when we're not carrying glory. But right. we give you glory is really supposed to be. It's sort of like the elders in Revelation 4 and 5. It says they cast their crowns. That means there's something they accomplished. There's something they're known for. A crown wasn't just an empty thing. And they cast it at his feet because they're like, oh, my goodness, he has so much more worthiness and majesty than us. And so that's the, our posture. And often we haven't contended for anything. We just say we give you the glory, but we haven't really carried glory because we've been taught. We're trying to just escape here. And, right. and, and again, I'm not picking on people say, you mean I'm wrong if I say we give you glory? No. But we have to understand it's meant to go in a deeper level. Yes. He pours out his glory on us. His glory is seen on us. Nice. People comment on it, perhaps. And we give him the glory. We give it back to him. You know, so, it's like Joseph um, in the Old Testament is when he interprets Pharaoh's dreams and he interprets um, God's mm -hmm. rescue plan from the famine. And, and it's so... Uh, you know, they're they're worshipers of the sun God, but they know they're like, oh, my goodness, this is the God of the universe has given him an insight. Mm. And so Pharaoh himself says, the spirit of the living God's on this man. Right. Yes. He's like, put him in a chariot, make him whatever he says yes. go from this yes. time forward, because his God has revealed to us amazing, amazing things. And so that's that's where. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving him glory, but both he and you can look at Daniel as well. When, when you know, the 
the the glory is heaped on them. So, well, I get it. There's a God who speaks to us, who reveals secrets. Yes. That very clearly clear about that. So this is how it works. Uh, it's not wrong because part of the religious spirit says it's wrong for us to shine, to carry attention. We're not to carry attention. No, you're supposed to carry attention. He wouldn't say arise and shine if you're to carry no attention. Shining is not the problem. It's when the attention comes to you and you go, mm, they're just right. Uh, they're right about all this thing. I really am divine, semi-God, on the way to God, probably better than God. You know, that's that's the whole Luciferian thing that that awakens. But you're not to have a, a religious spirit that says we can't have attention brought to us. It's if we don't know what to do when that comes to us. We just keep the thing going. The glory comes to us. Yes. We give it back. We see this yes. is exactly how the Godhead operates among themselves. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. If you if you just try to go to the scripture and like, who really is greater, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit? And you listen to each other talk, you're convinced the other one, if you listen to the Father, is like the Son. Uh, and, and then the Son, no, the Holy Spirit. And then, Holy, no, the Father thought of this whole thing. No, but the Son, if the Son wasn't willing to give his life, but if the Father wasn't willing <laughs> to give his only Son, and then they go back and forth, you're like, you know what, I think there's kind of this divine humility, the way they operate. They keep giving each other glory. glory. That gives us understanding how this thing works. It's not that they're withholding glory uh, from each other. They're not withholding uh, honoring each other for who they are and what they do. It's when it stops and when they, uh, and they, they actually legitimately could hold on to it and say yes. Uh, yeah. But they don't. Yeah. Even the Godhead, um, which has a right to embrace fully everything good you say is sharing their glory among among themselves so it's, it's, it's Donny, i'm just excited that you are making this distinction because a lot of people with a religious mindset they don't understand and what you said is so deep so when god begins to use them and the first thing they do is like i don't want the glory i don't want the glory and so when the glory comes upon them they don't know what to do and, and sometimes even when the character is not formed, then you end up the people entering into the music industry, but then they don't know what to do with the glory. So they either get it all to themselves and that's when the falling happens. They don't come to, you know, to Jesus and give it to him. So I just think that when we understand the depth of what you said, it's really going to just put things in order because a lot of people are like, I don't want the glory, give him all the glory, but they don't understand that very important distinction of you you receive the glory you give the glory but there's nothing wrong with that glory being upon you right 100 percent, and that's just over and over in the scriptures it wasn't our idea it was his idea it says the land i'm going to take you you know in deuteronomy you will be the head and not yes. the tail you yes. will be above and not below that's yes. his idea but if you let it go to your head like lucifer that's then you're like Lucifer. You 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 you've betrayed the whole trust of the of the whole thing. But he says, that, you know, arise, shine. As we're we're saying, the God of peace will crush Satan under our feet. So he clearly wants to do this with us. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. And he yeah. establishes he wants that glory on his sons and daughters. So yeah. you you kill the whole storyline if you like. No, I don't want it. On. Oh, he goes. I want people to see it's my kids. But then, kids, don't let it go to your head. Don't have a poisoned spirit. Give it back to me. And it yes. should be a joy. You know, yes. just the way we're, the purity of how we're expressing expressing it now, we can see how, how just proper that is. Is he's like, hey, let's let this glory come on 
on the on on the kids right now for what they're doing, right. and the kids go, "Oh, I got some glory! I get to give it back." Exactly. It's like divine sharing uh, 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 of the greatness of God that's taking place, so and it's good. it's just a so wonderful good. thing. Yes, yes. All right. So, as I was saying, the story of the fall is intricately connected to the mountain of celebration. Uh, we're glorious to reign. Okay, worthy is the lamb to receive, and that's the number six one glory. And um, and we covered uh, how Satan was defiled by his own glory, and and we already discovered just uh, and 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 I won't repeat more than to say the garden was full of the process of seduction. Um, we heard I didn't I didn't go read it, but you all know there Eve saw that it was good to the eyes. Um, the fruit there. And so there's a seduction, there's an appeal to the eyes. And so we see that's a, a Jezebelian thing where it tries to get us um, uh, not seeing the right thing. So a distraction to see things you're not supposed to uh, see. And so then he became, you know, Ephesians 2, 2 calls him the prince of the air. And, but he's the blackened prince of the air because we just read he was the sun, but he goes dark mm-hmm. and it goes dark like sackcloth hair and so we're we're understanding so uh the, the, again i'm double saying some things so that it'll stick better because yeah. people i can't follow that put it in a book so i'm saying a couple things a couple times <laughs> so the red speaks into glory stealing so that's really even how it's used by jezebel how it's used by hollywood and and so it's drawing attention the red whether it's the red carpet the red dress the red something the red yeah. shoes you're drawing attention, and when you're doing it for it to be just totally absorbed by you, it is anti-Christ in nature what you're doing. You are feeding into Jezebel, the ruling principality on that mountain. That's why even if you're a Christian, if if you don't understand how you must disconnect from so, that way of uh, advancing and processing, then you won't have kingdom authority. You'll just be one of them that... Yeah also says, well, I said the sinner's prayer. So, uh, you know, we'll let that go deeper as, as y'all feel. So the other thing it says is that the stars fell from heaven. We're telling you that a third of the stars f- fell from heaven. Uh, and you're like, well, where did it say that? I know I have to read this two verses again. Yeah. I looked when he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake. So this shook everything up. This shook up the earthquake. We didn't comment on it, but uh, the order of everything was shaken with what took place in the fall and the sun became black. Lucifer was called to be the one that testified of the good works of God for all eternity. He's the first one made and he was made for that purpose. I don't know if people understand that. And the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth. And so, and it follows saying as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Uh, and so two aspects of it, that speaks into the third that fell with them, the stars of heaven. Those that were also called to be lights in darkness became instead darkness themselves. Yeah. And it spoke into why it was, you because the question is, and, you know, I used to just chew on this forever, is like, how could one third the angels mm. that are exposed to, the, to God and his glory how how could they be deceived? How could they fall? And yeah. it's because from this mountain, Lucifer was allowed to carry so much beauty and so much glory mm-hmm. that um, and then he, he just twisted the narrative 
right. and he confused a third of them. And but it's interesting. It says that part, the second part, uh, and the stars of heaven fell to earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. This has to do with when figs develop too late. Anybody mm-hmm. who understands the order of things know they're going to fall. Yes. Um, and so it's going into an insight that the God, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it was no surprise. They knew the third that were going to fall. Um, they knew which ones there would just be a little wind and they would go uh, with it. So, but here's this. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. What does that look like? Mm. Screen. If you think of a screen, that yeah. we don't like the old days, but there's a screen that goes up and down. Uh, and that's what film is shown on. So, so I said, there's just wow. like clues within the mountains that, yeah. are, that are telling us, then the sky receded as a scroll when it was rolled up. And every mountain and island was moved out of its place. And yeah. so the order of everything was shifted with what took place there. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to make sure I cover thoroughly the things I wanted covered here. So the stars that fell from heaven are the third that fell. They were the beauty glory carriers, also deceived by Satan, Lucifer, uh, Jezebel. And, um, and, you know, Jude 1, 3 talks about those calling them wandering stars. Right. The ones. Yes. Why are they wandering stars? Because they're out of alignment with the main light, the king of kings. They have created their own subset order. So they're wandering stars. Mm -hmm. And that's what you do really when you become a glory thief, a glory robber. And (laughs) and whether you're doing that, um, the Mountain of Arts Entertainment and Mountain of Celebration of Arts Entertainment, when you're doing everything, and unfortunately this is the motivation of better than 95% of people who decide to participate with the Mountain of Arts Entertainment, there is a desire to carry glory. Mm-hmm. And, and most of the time, the reason that is such a strong desire is a person feels so uh, empty, yeah. no yeah. identity, worthless. Mm-hmm. Uh, many escape bad home situations, run out west. We found that dynamic. When we're out in California for years. It's amazing how many people gave up on family, felt rejected from family. They're right. creatives. They go out there. And they're going to make a name for themselves. And there's an assumption that there's an itch you're going to scratch when yeah. the world gives you adulation, when you've sold a certain number of records, when right. um, yeah. a certain number of people have seen your movies, when you become an A-lister. And the reality for anybody who's paying attention is it never scratches the itch. Yes. What Jezebel does with you, Jezebel will help you go to the top of that mountain. Jezebel, right. you part you participate with her blackness mm-hmm. and redness, with her seduction and with her death, right. and with the witchcraft that she that she is all about. She will take you to the top of the mountain, and you will be known among the masses. But she will then quickly throw you from the top of the mountain, and just uh, some evil laugh you will hear in the background. And so you hear about these stars. Uh, oh. You yeah. hear about them committing suicide, dying, overdoses, being, uh, you know, it's just the rarest thing for someone to end um, 
to end up right, who has really spent their whole life looking to uh, advance self-adulation to the next level. So yeah. you either learn, doesn't mean you can't be there and, and advance in some way, but if you haven't figured out early enough that if you just give yourself more and more into self-adulation, that you are giving yourself over into a death process for yourself that eventually will entail natural death as well, but your soul is dying, everything is dying, because that is um, just a distortion to how everything's supposed to happen. This is, you know, um, Yvonne, there's just something else here is, because people have been, when I've laid out, when I just go straight forward into the seven mountains and what the principalities are on every uh, on every mountain, and I'll just throw them out uh, real quickly again. Sure. Media is Apollyon. I won't go into the why right now. If you go through all the all all, all the seal series with us, you'll find out. But Apollyon in media, Baal in family, Jezebel in arts and entertainment, Mammon in uh, the economy, mm-hmm. and um, Bilzebub in education. The religious spirit on the mountain of uh, where the church is, the mountain of religion, and then Lucifer himself, the mountain of government. He goes for uh, that attention um, himself, that that it was a surprise to people. They're like, you mean Jezebel's not the church? But there's so much Jezebel in the church. I thought Jezebel was a principality of the church. Mm-hmm. No, but here's what happens. So much of what's done as the church, mm-hmm. when it's especially at the mega level, but especially when it's a production, it's become a production. You know, we're called to worship him in spirit and truth. And when it becomes a production, instead of a worship in spirit and truth, you're not even on the mountain of religion anymore. You're on Jezebel's mountain. You're on the mountain of arts entertainment. And so much of what happens in big Christianity is not even on that mountain. And so there's a reason why the reports behind the scenes and and we're getting more and more reports come if I, I don't, i'm not today i wasn't going to go into all the exposures that are that are happening and taking place and what it means um but there are you know many videos documentaries coming out right now of what have been thought of as tremendously you know awesome christian institutions and leaders and all that and they're being exposed and it's not the tip it's it's not the tip of the iceberg yet. It's way worse than what has come out yet. And again, that'll be for, for another time. But it's because we've given Jezebel access. And when it's all about a show, and then you judge each other, and there's literally, at the mega church level, there are debriefing sessions for how did church go. It's all about how did you execute the show? And then... Um, did you make sure not to steal it from the main leader who's supposed to have it? And then it's like, it's all these lesser levels of who gets to shine and not. And, and of course, you know, you've got to do the disclaimers of this is all for you and Jesus. Um, but when it's not really that in spirit and truth, it's a Jezebelian thing that's taking place. And so then you open up yourself, the leadership and the church itself for Jezebel to run rampant. And then you wonder why there's all these, uh, the sexual immorality that has access. So this, if, you know, if, if somebody needed somebody running a church, you needed some motivation, how to, you wonder, how do I get Jezebel out of my church? It's like, start with 
being worshipers in spirit and truth yeah. and where it's not a show that your main meeting is not a show it is an invitation to interact with jesus and the godhead father son holy spirit you invite them you want them those who are leading it are sincere in it from the very top you who lead must be sincere that must be what you want Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. You must sincerely be able to look at who you've placed in positions of, of worship and know, are they acting? See, acting is what happens on the mountain of arts entertainment. Any acting on the platform leads to that, opens the door for that. So that's just a little extra yeah, yeah. But so, John is so powerful and so needed. I, I, I must tell you, years ago in Australia, I visited a mega church and there was obviously the performance. And in the middle of the performance, the lights went out. They just lost electricity. You know what? No one knew what to do because the whole church for many, many years, they are used to the stage running the show. Now, when the stage and they lost power, we had thousands of people just standing there folding their arms until someone said, why are you, why are you doing that? Let's just pray in tongues. Let's just, when they began to pray in tongues, and I tell you, there was no music, there was no light, there was nothing. The power of God fell on that place it was mighty. So what you're saying today, I'm just filled with excitement because that's what is happening right now. And many people are like, I go to church sick, I come out sick. I go in demonized I, and they're, they're surprised. Do demons go to church? Yes, demons actually attend at church services. And that's shocking to the religious mind. So I am really excited at what you're saying because many pastors, I just feel there's going to be a spirit of, um, not, not, not condemnation, but conviction, where if you're running a church, you're like, okay, how do I rewind and how do I just begin to worship? Worship God rather than doing a show. No, that's that's really so good what you're you're sharing there. And it's, um, you know, we really, really have to understand these things at a next level. And And if people, back to the question I'll ask, why are we dreading these seals being opened as if we're in such safe, good land of Eden right now? No, we, we have been under assault from a death assignment from every one of these mountains on every one of these seals, from every one of the principalities. And we have gone through it. And this is the sixth one. But just on the sixth one, just on Jezebel and what she does, it's literally uh, the mountain and the principality that is discipling our children in general, and that we haven't figured out how, how to go through life, how to raise our kids mm. um, and them not be discipled by Jezebel um, through the music, the stars, the social media. They've all made a, a, a pact and, and connection how they, how they do this. And we're not going to be able to have 30-minute Sunday school and say, well, you know, put them in Sunday school 30 minutes and somebody read some scriptures. Uh, and then you have these, you know, these apparatuses that we have a nonstop deluge from Jezebel um, coming to us and coming to our kids and, and, and think that that's just going to be easy to stop. But here, the main point is, like, you're thinking in the future we need to worry about this? Our mm -hmm. kids are under assault. 
body of Christ, spirit-filled body of Christ, it's been hard to hold on to our children because it has been, this is, this is a reality of this mountain. The deluge has been out there. Lucifer and Jezebel have been successfully killing and stealing from us and from our kids. And so this is not like, oh, I wonder when this stuff is going to happen. It's been happening and it's still happening to the degree we put ourselves into the passivity circle of, well, we're just waiting for Jesus to do the rest of it. We have to actively participate in every sphere of society. We have to have sons and daughters of the Most High know how to go up the mountain of arts entertainment, celebration of arts entertainment. We have to create the alternative where Hollywood, that's a vision I had years ago. The Lord said, I'm going to turn Hollywood into Hollywood. Yes. <coughs> that I'm going to have thousands of my sons and daughters who finally get what I'm saying, who mm-hmm. finally get that I have. This is the Lord's statement. I have the greatest creativity. I have the best humor. I have the best styles, the best dance, the yeah. best stories. It was an actual experience I had with the Lord where all of a sudden I'm in heaven and um, the Lord is pointing out this barrel. Uh, it's a trunk. Barrel wouldn't be the word, the right word, but it's this trunk. It's just ornate and gold and silver and beautiful. And And he opens it up and I can see there's all sorts of, I don't even know what to call them, but they're, they wouldn't be um, um, CDs, but they're they're just something. They're some kind of uh, what we would think as uh, you know a video or something. But it was just, it was just different looking, and and um, he just said this barrel, this trunk, is full of these right here, and these are my stories. He says I have the best stories, and they're full of glory. And he says they're the best romance, the best mystery, the best humor the best everything and he says and he and he went and he grabbed one this part of that stuck the most is he grabbed one and and then next scene we're in a theater jam-packed and he had put it in for it to play and i was i was put in a position where i was only facing the audience so i couldn't see what was being played and but at some point during the presentation all of a sudden it's like in mass the people in in the theater just got on their knees and began to weep and and so um and i was like wow repent in my mind i'm thinking repentance and the lord saying this is not even that he says the glory of this story is just so amazing that it's just blowing them away he says you all get a taste of it like there's a really good storyline the <laughs> did something really good and rescued a situation the road like we get little goosebumps and we get yeah. tears and goosebumps. So he says, that's, that's a, t- a taste of it. He says, but I have the best. Wow. My sons and daughters haven't known it. You keep going to the wrong source for it. So his last words were me. Will you please go tell my sons and daughters that I have this trunk full of these? Will they just come and get them? So wow. once wow. we get that, we will have he will have the best product because he is the only true source of creativity. Jezebel is not a creative. Lucifer has no capacity to create, only distort, falsify, counterfeit. That is what he does. Our God is the source of true creativity. He is excited. I'm hearing it right now. People need to hear this. He is excited about the competition for the mountain 
of arts and entertainment. Yes. It's like the glory of his story, the glory of his product is so going to outshine the enemy. Because when he is lifted up, men. he draws all men to him. And then the chapter two says, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, but he talks about the glory of the latter house yes. will be greater than the glory of the former house. The glory of the former house, it made it so nobody could even function. The priests couldn't function. They all had to just hit, just like I was saying in the theater, they just hit the floors. Like, oh my goodness, there's something in here. There's so much presence. There's such a purity of a storyline taking place here. I can't handle it. Once we become convinced, once the sons and daughters of the king become convinced that this product exists, that this type of music exists, that this type of even dances of styles, anything you can think of in the creative world. Once, if we just knew, if we were convinced um, that he had that, um, we would uh, we would make the sacrifice. You know, a story comes yes. to me right now. I almost hesitate to tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. <laughs> There's a young couple from South America that were experiencing high levels of presence of the Lord, where they were actually getting silver and gold, and then they were getting. Um, jewels and i you know i've seen them and um when they experienced the lord and so they had they had this director from the lord said if you'll give me 12 hours of worship i'll let you hear a sound that has never been heard before on earth and so um they they took different pictures of it as it was going on so they worshiped for 12 hours and after 12 hours while they're playing they all of a sudden it was like it downloaded to the guitar and there was a purity of sound that they were able to play. But wow. the result was they all ended up slain in the spirit. And the, and the main individual that got the insight from the Lord, well, got the request to give him 12 hours. Um, there was about a half inch of or three quarters of an inch of gold dust. Just mm. like there had to be enough to be worth a, a, a whole lot. So the point is not, you know, we can get crazy going for the gold the, the gold dust and the and the jewels and all, but we missed the point. He's like, yeah. he's giving us a little measure. He's like, this this is this is the stuff I have to share. This yes. is what I have to give. And, and but they thought it. Well, he was most excited about even till this day. The young couple that was in, involved is like, we're going to get to hear. He has told us we'll get to hear a sound that's yeah. never been heard on earth before. Yeah. Now, yeah. can you imagine? If we got passionate to download that, to get our hearts pure before him, to disassociate with Jezebel enough, to be so in love with him getting glory, that we found the best, like this mountain is going to be overtaken by the sons and daughters of the king. And it's going to be amazing. And the lamb that was slain took away Jezebel's authority to have uninterrupted sin. So we just have to show up. We're not waiting. He doesn't need to come again. We don't need the start of the millennium. We don't need Jesus to die again. We don't need him to resurrect again. All authority is mine in heaven and earth, he said, after he did all this. And he says, go, therefore, disciple the nations. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. still saying that. Yeah. So anyway. I love it. I love, I love that line. That has to be your line. The glory is in the story. <laughs> this is so good. I'm just believing, God, that many mothers and fathers hearing this, they would give this interview to their children if they can see that they have a genuine gift from the Lord, that they would hear this. So they don't have to waste years of their life and end up being on drugs and go down the path. Rather, they can, just, they can take the shortcut to glory 
and see what you're saying, Johnny, manifest in their life. So that is my prayer. And I just see, Johnny, as you're speaking, God's raising young people. They're going to be hearing you. They're going to be attracted to what you're saying because there's something about what you're saying for this season that we are in right now. So I'm just, the glory is in the story. I love that. Well, and something else I wasn't sure I was going to say, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) You know, when I first shared this with our church, I wrote The Seven Mountain Prophecy in 2008, was released, really Mm -hmm. wrote it 2006, 2007. And then I began to take our local church. Elizabeth and I pastored church for 14 years uh, that we started in in Atlanta, Georgia. And so I began to go through week by week, each one of these mountains, each one of these spheres of society. And I would go into what the Lord has showed me and who the enemy is, who the principality is, who's on our side and what the ultimate goal is. And so the end of every session would would be a prophetic declaration of what's going to happen. <clears throat> so this was back in 2009. Mm-hmm. I was um, I was speaking to the church and I began to tell them what the Lord was showing me about Hollywood, mm-hmm. that there would be a time when there would be thousands of sons and daughters of the king that would arise and would understand that he had, can you imagine if we were convinced he had the better product? Again, this thing I'm saying all the time, what you think about God is the most important thing about, about you. And if you, if you knew, and if you were creative and you knew that he had the better sounds, um, the better storylines, um, the better product of everything, and, and if you knew that and you were convinced of that and you're convinced he wanted to showcase it, then you would make the sacrifices needed in order to go after it. And so I said, um, again, back to 2009, I said, in fact, the Lord's telling me something right now, I said, and that is as a sign that he's going to do this and as a sign that Hollywood will one day be known as Hollywood, Hollywood. That he's going to put his fingerprint on some of you tonight. And that fingerprint is going to cause you to go from totally unknown to the top of the mountain in the sense of influence. Top of the mountains like millions know you. And it's going to be hard for you because you're uh, pioneers in this process. It's going to be uh, difficult because the wisdom even of mountain climbing is to be roped in together with others. So when you're starting to fall, somebody sustains you and you're not going to necessarily do it right because you're way ahead of the game but it's a sign it's a sign that he's going to do it i said so as i close here if you think that god is saying you're one of those that's going to get that fingerprint that's going to uh, go to the top and and that's something he's shown you i said i want you to come up because i'm going to pray for you so there are three people that came up <clears throat> and one was a mom and what I thought at the time was I thought it was a 12 year old son or so. And, and he stayed up for just a moment um, just enough for us to lay hands and then ran off. Um, but that lady and her son uh, were Justin Bieber and his mom. And, well, and they were non-famous, <laughs> totally unknown. They'd been visiting our church. We for sure didn't know they were famous. They were not new. Within one year, he was a household name in the world. And so that was the sign that God's going to do this. The sign that God was going to do that on the mountain of arts and entertainment. And then another, it was a young man, an African-American young man was the third one. And he came up 
I prayed with him and I said, do you know that lady over there and her son? And he goes, no, never met her. I said, you're the only three that came up tonight. Hmm. And I said, so I want you to go meet them. So he went and met them and he ended up connecting so strongly with them. He actually moved in with them. And for the first year or two of, um, of Justin's concerts around the world, he was his uh, chaplain. He was the one that would do the prayer for them before they would go on stage. And wow. within a year, there's some household names I could give you. Within a year, he was prophesying to household names. So within a year, both these, all of them, all three of them, none of them were famous. None of them were known at all. And within one year, all three of them were in the millions. And it's because it's a sign. That's the thing I'm trying to tell people right now. It was yeah. all a sign. And, yeah. and so that's why I believe in a big God and what he yes. wants to do, because he doesn't just say it. He proves it with things. And I didn't know. I'll, I will tell you when um, uh, when Justin, his mom came up, I didn't easily pick them up like, yeah, they're going to for sure be it. <laughs> but I was like, the Lord said it. And so it's like, I'm going to put my fingerprint, my fingerprint. And he says, this is just so you know, that's how easy it is. If I put my fingerprint on you, this is what can yeah. happen. But they're going to go. And and of course, we walked um, particularly with Patty. She's still a good friend of ours. And we walked through for many years. And it's tough. And it's very tough when you're alone. And it's very tough trying to uh, um, bring the light of the King of Kings into when you're the first one that's been doing or ever trying to do it and, and all that kind of stuff. And so this is fortunate. There's been so much movement around the body of Christ. I'm in regular interaction with producers, directors, et cetera, et cetera, all the time who are trying to bring the kingdom in and doing so in different ways and want to encourage you um, all that that's, that's just awesome. And so, but be, be aware of what we're, we're talking about. So the sixth seal was where he's undoing Jezebel's right to still be the dominant one there. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of it is just us arising and shining with who and what he's called us to be. Amen. So isn't that awesome? Oh, wow. It's so awesome, Johnny. It's so awesome. I, I, I'm really excited because I just feel you know, there's a grace upon you. There's an anointing. You definitely carry that. And even at the sound of your voice, this is what I'm hearing. Even at the sound of your voice, there's many mothers and fathers. They're excited because they know they heard you right for their children. They heard, They know that. And how many people did you hear about their gifting was discovered in church? Like there were young people and the gifting was, you know, when they were on the choir or whatever, but then they took it outside of the church. They stepped away from God and you see the life of destruction. So what you're saying is going to be saving lives and not just that igniting the kingdom, taking it back. As you said, Jezebel has been thrown out. So I'm, I'm just really excited to see what's happening and what's coming out of this. Awesome. That's so good. So let's let's finish up on this now. Um, Jezebel, the word Jezebel, Jezebel means Baal is husband. That's what her name means. Baal is husband. And for those who remember when we were talking about the mountain of family, we we listed Baal as the ruling principality of the mountain of family. That's what Elijah went up against in first Kings 17. And. Uh, you know, it talked about as part of their um, attempt to get Baal to bring fire down. Um, it said the prophets of Baal cut themselves, as was their custom. A worship of Baal, 
always entailed um, homosexual activity and interaction as well. And so everything to do with uh, uh, gender confusion, distortion is connected to Baal. Baal is rooted in the, the opening of the door for Baal is through a spirit of rejection. And the spirit of rejection comes in because some sin has been done to a person, often through sexual abuse or whatever. So we won't go into all that right now, but there is this partnership between Jezebel and Baal. And so Jezebel means Baal is husband. And and um, and so you see that the Baal of family and the Jezebel of arts work in this very close tandem. And we see how that's taking place and showing up in society before us and how they have uh, created this perfect storm to go after our kids, even if we're sons of the most high God. And so, um, and that's, uh, you know, part of that is the advancing of abortion as well, because part of, you know, Molech, the sacrifice of children to Molech, Molech was a Baal as well. Mm-hmm. And so this is what, uh, this is not just what the nations of the world were doing. This is what Israel was doing. And this is what Jeremiah and Isaiah and Ezekiel, when they were prophesying and telling them to repent, it wasn't repenting of gossip. Um, some people, you know, have extracted um, the, a much weaker narrative than what exists from the Old Testament. Like, we need to be repenting like the people there, because the prophets were telling them, they were told, telling them to repent of worshiping Baal, of sacrificing their children, literally, of worshiping idols, literally. It was, it doesn't mean we should stop the other stuff um, that, that we shouldn't. It doesn't mean there's permission to gossip and do everything else we're talking about, but it was much more serious things that were taking place. First um, Kings 18 and verse four, just for the point of reference, you don't have to put it up there. It tells us that Jezebel massacred the prophets yes. of God. So that's part of what Jezebel does. And just in this interesting connection between family and arts entertainment, we understand that in first Kings 17, Elijah, easily defeats Baal and um, but then ultimately buckles in the next chapter to Jezebel uh, to principalities. And there's a question of why um, you can go into it and look at it yourself. You know, the 17 is where he is uh, so confident against Baal, has no trouble makes mocking Baal. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe he's going to the bathroom. Maybe that's why he can't, you know, I'm sure he's a God. He's going to show up. So he just mocks them all day while they try to get fire to come from heaven. Then he calls from fire from heaven and it comes and consumes completely the altar. And the people say either Elijah or the Lord is because it's the same thing. The Lord, he is God or Elijah. They both mean the same thing. They go and there's like surprise. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And then we see Elijah by himself. He says, get him, bring all 850 prophets. And he slays him with his sword. Elijah the prophet. Again, we don't do that in real time today. That was an Old Testament re- reality. But we're pointing out that uh, that Elijah had incredible confidence on the mountain um, where Baal was. But then Jezebel, just she just threatens him in chapter 18. And she says, Lord, do uh, to me and more so if I don't have your, uh, if I don't have you dead by the end of the day. And then he gets so depressed, he gets so knocked out that even an angel visits him, literally gives him angel food cake, because um, um, it was angel food. And he, fe- he gets visited by an angel and gets food from an angel, and he still quits, and he actually abandons his call. He, right. he is called to anoint Jehu, who mm. takes out Jezebel. Mm. 
and he never does it. If you read the storyline, follow the next three chapters, is that ultimately because he quits, um, there is the Lord has to call Elisha, who carries the same mantle, but a double portion of it. Yeah. Elisha carries a double portion of that mantle. And Elisha has no problem with Jezebel, doesn't even have to go deal with it himself. He sends a prophet to anoint Jehu. And and so we see there's this huge difference between Elijah and Elisha. And this is kind of, the, I think, our last point we want to go through today. And we're like, why did one have trouble with Jezebel and one didn't? Why does Elisha have no trouble with Jezebel? The intimidation of Jezebel doesn't affect it. Why does the prophetic um, that comes in the Elijah form, why does that have trouble? And why does the other one not? This is really important for us today. And it's it's it stands out in that you see Elijah, if you tried, if I were to ask anyone, who was his mentor? Who was his spiritual father? None. There is yes. none. I ask you about Elisha. There's a double father situation. First of all, when Elijah throws his mantle on him and calls him to follow, he says, wait a minute. As I'm working in my father's field, I need to go and say goodbye to my father. And Elijah's like, Pfft. you know, you, he, he has no appreciation for family. Wow. Because his family was a broken family. Right. And so then secondly, Elisha, in order to get the double portion that easily handles mm -hmm. Jezebel, he follows his father. Elijah says, stay here. No, I'm going to follow you to the end. I'm getting the mantle. And so he has a fathered spirit, both by his natural father and his spiritual father. And so Jezebel is nothing. Mm -hmm. And here's the reality. Many prophetic individuals, really most that I know of, and particularly high-functioning ones, are more Elijah's than Elisha. They come out of tremendous rejection, broken homes. Yes. And they were so desperate in their desperation, they were either going to commit suicide. You find the stories of most of the well-known prophets of our day and time, and you yes. get to tell the truth. They will tell you there's a moment that was either commit suicide or it's in their desperation, they encountered God. And and so their their God encounters were always to be trusted, but they were never healed sure. of the orphan spirit. They were never healed of the wound inside, the broken internalness. And so they could handle a lot of things, but they've always been, many of those have been subject to Jezebel, subject to seductions. Um, and, and so that's just something uh, to remember. Yeah. And, and then, um, uh, so... Elisha, um, he got the double portion of Elijah. And, and so here's, uh, you know, this connects with who's the archangel and not a lot of time to explain how we got that. But I have an, an archangel for each one of the seven mountains that I believe the Lord spoke to me. They're not all mentioned in the scriptures, but they are all mentioned in the book of Enoch that the scriptures do mention. Yep. So a second level um, uh, confirmation. It's really not that important. Even if I were to have missed a name, it doesn't matter. People right. have to know, everyone has to know that the enemy has a principality. If you're worried about Jezebel for the Mountain of Arts Entertainment, the enemy only copies what God is doing. So the only reason he even thought of having a principality per mountain is because God has an archangel for every right. mountain. He yes. has somebody bigger and better than who mm -hmm. the enemy has for that mountain. So I was shown... Uh, an archangel named Jehudiel, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the, in, in, in every one of the archangels' names, they all end in L because their assignment is to restore some aspect of who God is on planet Earth. Yeah. But Jehudiel means the glory goes to God. And so I, I was in the picture I was shown, this archangel, very um, muscular, and and I won't go into describing uh, things <laughs> um, as something to uh, mock, and it can be a distraction. I'll tell certain circles. But anyway, this archangel is huge, and he, he has no trouble with Jezebel. Amen. Remember the story of Jehu. So, see, he's Jehudiel, and yeah. then Jehu is the king that right. takes out Jezebel. Yes. If you remember the story, for time's sake, we're not going into, but in the story, it says when Jehu goes to take down Jezebel, she comes to her porch and she says she painted her face and teased her hair. So Mm -hmm. she's the red and the black. She's got the red and the black going. She's doing her seduction thing. And she's found that she's always had success. uh, And she knew she'd even knocked out Elijah. Mm. And but this is a man anointed comes from the Elisha stream because Elisha had to step in when Elijah didn't follow, didn't finish his his track. And so and and she makes these comments. Oh, look who's coming here. And and Jehu has the shortest. I should read it to you, but it take me a second. I hadn't planned on doing it. Jehu just says, cast her down. Let the dogs eat her. And there is like no drama, you know, no drama just occurred to me. No drama. Here we are in the Mountain of Arts Entertainment. No drama. She is the eunuchs that were beside Jezebel. There's something there. The eunuchs beside Jezebel. Eunuchs, yeah. those who don't interact, yeah. don't give their strength, don't defile themselves sexually. They're the ones that throw Jezebel over the porch. And it says the dogs ate her up. It's like no drama. She's done. She's gone. This is the archangel that assists those who understand the assignment. Yeah. And you connect with him and you understand in his name is the assignment. Jehudiel, the glory goes to God. Yes. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. <laughs> but the reason you would shine is because the glory goes to God and it gives you authority over Jezebel. It gives you authority for you to be able to be successful in your assignment and call. So this is uh, super important. Yes. Yes. All right. I might be about that. I had a whole second part, but I'm not going to be doing. I have three different Bibles open so I could find them quickly. But there is a part where we're reading what took place there. I'll just go to the scripture itself. Back to the sixth seal. And it talks about a great earthquake, and it talks about um, a, a, a mighty wind. Um, the stars of heaven fall as a tree drops its late figs. This was connected as well to those are when you read the story when Elijah is in, in second in first Kings nineteen when Elijah is going up against Jezebel. Those are two specific. Um, activities that take place there's a big earthquake and there's a mighty wind yes. and actually the lord wasn't in the big earthquake or the mighty wind there was a still small voice that he needed to be able to hear and this probably is still man it's just coming to me now a still small voice that secures him in sonship and who he is 
And so that's, that's what really was going to give him authority. There's so much revelation how the Lord puts these, puts these things together. But we want to um, have our takeaways clear. We're not waiting for when is this going to happen? It already happened. It's been mm-hmm. happening. It continues to the degree that we don't rise up as kings and priests to our God. To the degree we rise up, we will see these incredible testimonies, storylines. You know, the whole earth is going to be filled with the Josephs, um, who then, you know, he runs Egypt for 80 years from age 30 to 110 with the glory that's on him. Isaiah 2, 2, it's fulfilled in the last days. The mountain of the house of the Lord will be exalted in the tops of the mountains. Nations will come running to to the sons, to the um, nations will come running to the sons of God, the light that's being showcased there. And that's a, a description that they, the, way beyond souls being saved. That's like you have wisdom we need. And so it's, but the picture is Joseph. He had wisdom for their economy how to govern, how to run things, how they're supposed to do things. Daniel, um, you know, he lived through several kings and dictators and all that from his position of influence. He was a shining bright light as well. And so we have Nehemiah, we have Esther, we have these examples of what's supposed to be um, the most commonplace thing in these days. It's why he tells us, arise, shine, your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen on you. It's why Jesus in his first message to the first multitude says, you are the light of the world. And he knows it's his light through you. We are in his image. He's the king of kings. Back to that point again. That's why he has made us kings and priests. This ongoing series, these messages are about us needing to rise up in that understanding, in that identity. Understand the narrative of victory. Understand the narrative of what his intentions would be, that he would want his name to be glorified in all the earth. The whole earth, Habakkuk 2.14, the whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. That would be specifically for this mountain, but it's the whole story. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. Why did they say that? That's just in case somebody would say, okay, I mean, there's going to be bits and pieces. It's going to jump around little lights here and there no the glory of the lord fill the whole earth as the waters cover the sea to what percentage do waters cover the sea 100 percent. some are thinking oh that's two-thirds no 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 that's waters cover the earth waters cover the sea is 100 percent. he intends for us to at a 100 percent coverage rate to awaken that's what you are the salt salt's supposed to be everywhere Anywhere salt isn't, there is a noted absent. So yes. he gave that as another parable of a woman who leavened a loaf and it leavened the whole loaf. And he was speaking of the kingdom of God. It must leaven everything. It's what we're here for. We're not here for just uh, a couple of escape testimonies. Well, we're getting killed. We're losing. We're losing valiantly. No. Um, but some people are getting saved. No, no, no. That is not how this thing ends. He doesn't get enough glory from that type of story. Yes. He doesn't get enough glory from that type of story. <laughs> That's what we're waiting for. If you want to know what we're waiting for, is for there to be enough glory from his story that we go, I think he might want to come and get us now. <laughs> there is enough glory from his story that I think everybody knows who he is. And wow. everybody knows how great he is. That's yeah. what we're 
That's what it's all about. So, you know, I had, um, I I had this repeat, this vision of the last few nights of uh, a ship and this ship was capsizing and, and they kept thinking the waves were going to um, die down and they were going to be able to survive it, but they're not. And this is, this is speaking of leadership, the, the, the existing dark leadership on the planet, the ones who think they're running things, the globalists, the World Economic Forum, yeah. these, these people. Uh, anything, really, it's everything that's at a leadership level that doesn't represent the king of kings. And there's even not very much of that in the household of God right now, compared to what's supposed to be there. And so, you know, he's going to shake everything that can be shaken. So only the unshakable can remain. But the waves are only going to increase and this ship is going to capsize. The leadership of darkness is going to capsize. He showed me, he told me five, six years ago, Johnny, I'm going to do a work right now where I remove the mafia from the seven mountains. That means gatekeepers that have been blocking access for legitimate sons and daughters of the king. So this is what's going to happen. And then in that, there's a follow-up picture. And I've given these random prophetic words, and they've all happened, I think, so far. Uh, and I'm just going to say it. And it's the fist of God coming again. And it's Antarctica. And I've got so many, uh, when I mention that word Antarctica, so many things, and so much um, um, resistance comes up. There's something the enemy thinks he's, he's I don't even know what's always down there. I just know the Lord keeps saying, keep letting them know. I'm smarter, more powerful, mightier than whatever they think they're doing in Antarctica. Mm. And he's going to pop them. And it's going to be, I don't even know if it'll be allowed to register, um, but it's going to be a 7.9. And that's for them because Mm. they will actually suppress. There was a time I prophesied the ninth earthquake that we had to go and and find the bar graph that somebody had it registered because they won't. Uh, the, the, what we consider the legitimate earthquake respo- reporters won't won't tell it, and there's going to be a 7.9 earthquake, and it is going to be the fist of God specifically, and where it goes geographically, it will go, and it's making a point. So this is for the, those who have made it their life to contend and fight on behalf of Lucifer. This will be for you. This is for you to know. That he's letting you know once again who's got the power. He's got the power, and he's going to uh, he's going to begin to show more and more of that power through his sons and daughters because he could exhort exert so much of his power that he would eliminate all of you. But he wants there to be a big enough testimony from his kids doing it that he wants to leave a lot of the heavy lifting of that even for the kings and priests who are getting fully convinced of who he is what the narrative is and their possibilities through him. Wow. That's it. Well, Johnny, I'm just, I'm just so, it's just so full. I, I love it. Thank you so much. I'm going to get you to please pray for our viewers. But just before you pray, I just want to tell you this, this morning when I was praying, the Lord said something to me and I didn't understand it until you just spoke right now. He said this, he said, I have a lot of drama 
but I need actors. Then he said, I have a lot of new songs, but I need singers. And I'm telling you, I had no idea what that meant. I literally just wrote it down. But look, I'm like, Lord, I didn't even understand this industry. or, And now I understand why <laughs> we are on this show together. So I just want you to go ahead. As the Lord leads you, pray. Pray for people to rise. However the Lord takes you in that direction, I'd love for you to pray. Yeah, and let me, right before we pray, let me just tell people about, um, just so that's not, I, I don't even have it in front of me. I think they can put it up. Um, we still, our Rise Tour, we kick it off, our state tour, July 1st, Nashville, Tennessee. Go to our, um, it's actually in Franklin at the factory, and we still have more space for, uh, we're, we're capping it out on 100 for the luncheon that's earlier that day, really from those who consider themselves partners with us. But we still have room there, and then it it's it's not a huge crowd we're we're allowing um there it's under a thousand for sure and um and so but sign up for that if you're in we would love to see you there and that's for July first there's a luncheon and then there's a six to nine meeting and there's gonna be prophetic ministry and and a lot of fun exciting things and I'll be speaking that night as well so we want you to be aware of that but let's um let's do let's do pray now amen. <sighs> Holy Spirit, we just thank you for, uh, I feel like I'm reminding myself, Holy Spirit, with the things you've shown and said to me before, things I didn't plan on uh, sharing today, Lord, just of the the, or, the story orchestration that you're doing right now on planet Earth. And that in the midst of a time and season where the enemy seems to have come out like Goliath and bragging on how big he is and how uh, how he's going to rule and control us. And uh, just like all the things that Goliath did in 1 Samuel 17. And and uh, this bold challenge to anybody to dare confront him and his ability to control and censor this Goliath spirit that's out there. In the midst of that, you you are providing with David's and a David narrative. Mm. And, and you are challenging your sons and daughters to arise and shine, to step into the identity that David stepped into, empowered by Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Not just the shepherd, not just a shepherd, a personal understanding of you as shepherd, as keeper of his story and a keeper of your story. And as he knew your story, He could go out and face this Goliath and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this illegitimate intruder in territory that belongs to God? And then he was not just a man of words, but carrying you as a weapon, he was able to see an amazing victory that then turned an entire coward nation into a collection of mighty men and mighty women. Thank you that this is what you're going to do in this day, Lord. Yeah. Even while many are still uh, too busy shaking to and trembling to get the courage that they need, you are stirring and awakening your Davids and your Davidinas. Mm. It will be an example even for those who watch and see and that this is a day of your glory, of your presence, of your showtime. The things that Daniel saw uh, were the other kingdoms, every Every kingdom, every single kingdom that opposes you is going to be crushed 
into dust, you said. Mm -hmm. This is the reality. And it's going to be your great joy, Lord, for your sons and daughters to be the ones that experience this joy. It's why you tell us, arise and shine. You don't tell us just to pray that he arise and shine. We've done enough of that. Mm. You're telling us to arise and shine. So that's how your glory will be seen in the nations. The nations will walk to the light of the sons of God. Thank you, Lord. Let courage and strength to be released to all your sons and daughters. Mm. Let your presence and power be made uh, obvious to them, Lord. Those who right now have a significant call on the mountain of arts and entertainment, Lord, I ask that their left hand right now as I'm speaking, that it would go absolutely numb as a confirmation that the numb left arm, left hand right now would be your sign to them that you have just released another level of anointing of creativity that comes with open doors, that comes with angels on assignment for them, and that this sign that happens on their left arm hand uh, uh, of, of total numbness would be something that allows them to know that you have just laid hands on them and anointed them for such an assignment as mission is what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Johnny. This was wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Tomorrow, we have a very special guest, Jim Cavazil. And most of you know him already, but it's going to be about his upcoming movie, Sound of Freedom. So make sure that you are joining us tomorrow. We bless you and we thank you once again for tuning in. Have a blessed, blessed day. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.